football is officially back and we've got you covered right here on the Ringer NFL feed. I'm Shiel Kapadia and every Tuesday and Friday, Ben Solak and I will be bringing you Extra Point Taken. Norm Princiati here to tell you that Steven Ruiz and I will be coming to you every Monday and Thursday. Our Monday show will recap everything from Sunday's games. Thursday show will encompass any news during the week with an eye towards the next slate of games. Subscribe to the Ringer NFL show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow the Ringer NFL on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Ringer NFL. It's the Ringer Gambling Show presented by FanDuel. The second half of the NBA season is here and you can bet on all of the action with an assist from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub. Filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page. Plus, start betting on the Explore page in the post and bet live same-game parlays for every NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gambling. Please visit theringer.com slash RG to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen at the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 and up in President Select States. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit theringer.com slash RG. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser. But I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC Pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. Welcome back to the Ringer Gambling Podcast. It's yours truly, Raheem Palmer, a.k.a. the Rostradamus. And we got Joe House in the building. JJ is not here today. He's down in Miami. He was doing this thing. Y'all might have saw him on the Wise Guys. He was down there partying, down there golfing. And the Miami Dolphins, they got an amazing win yesterday. But that's neither here nor there. House, what's going on today? I'm wondering if JJ uh, found his way over to Emo Jimmy's house and is spending any time with, with Emo Jimmy helping us get ready for these NBA previews we got to cook up, Dream. I, I, I don't feel good about the Miami Heat. But I definitely feel good about some of our fantastic wise guy performances across the board. Uh, we hit on on a bunch of wise, the wisest bets. We hit on some some dogs. We had some nice teasers. Now, you tried your best to talk me out of my favorite bet uh, on the show, which was the under in the Niners-Dallas game. And you made a good case for it, but I was stubborn about it. And I even contemplated the scenario that that took place, which was that one team might swamp the other. And I thought I'd still be okay with that 45 points. Um, I knew it was dead in the first three minutes when the Niners uh, took the ball after Dallas deferred, won the toss and deferred. Niners said, oh, okay, thank you. We'll take the ball. We'll get down the field in three minutes, score a touchdown. My, 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 my total was cooked, Dream. But that the, the Niners just showed us 
uh, how serious they are. And by contradistinction, <laughs> that poor Dallas team. I'm sorry, buddy. Yeah, I've had to accept, like, I've come to the same place where or we already know, like, the Celtics are better than the Sixers. The Sixers can't beat the Celtics. That's where I am right here with the Dallas Cowboys and the 49ers. And not only did it knock the Dallas Cowboys down a tier for me, but I think there's a clear hierarchy in the NFC. It's the 49ers. It's the Eagles. But I think the Lions are ahead of the Cowboys at this point in time. And JJ, who's not here, he wanted us to tell you guys that he believes the 49ers are the best team in the league. So um, I agree with um, JJ on that one. Tough to argue with, you know, they haven't scored under 30 points in any single game. The thing that was kind of a, a, a question mark coming into this game was the defense. We know how tenacious it is. We know about Fred Warner. We know about the addition of a Hargrave from from the Eagles. But that that talent hadn't really been tested. And, and Dallas Dallas is just not that team that's going to come out and give them that test. Uh, and, and I'm afraid to say, I'm not going to harp on this much longer because I do think it's interesting to talk about where we are tier-wise in the NFC and, and across the NFL. But Dakota might not be that guy. Like, I, I don't know how many more opportunities, situations where he is going to have the ball under, you know, conditions that are not optimal. And you ask him to, to make plays and he's just not capable of it. It doesn't seem to me as an outsider dream. Oh, yeah, I totally agree. You know, Marcus Spears said something on Twitter last night and it really hit me. How many games since Dak Prescott has taken over? How many big games has Dak Prescott really played well in? You can't really think of many. I mean, I think the best one was probably last year in the playoffs against Tampa Bay. And Tampa Bay was like an eight or nine win team. So he he just doesn't get it done in big spots. And last night, one of the reasons why I like the over is because I felt like it was going to be a spot where the 49ers were going to score. And Dak Prescott was going to have to show and prove. And last night kind of it just gave me that empathy that I have with the Sixers right now to where I just know my guy is not good enough. We're constantly outgunned. So moving along, what are what were your biggest takeaways from week five? Well, the biggest eye-opener for me was the Cincinnati Bengals because I was on this show last week basically with a shovel ready to throw dirt down into the on top of the grave. Um and something miraculous happened with Joe Burrow's calf in between, you know, midweek last week and 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 uh, Sunday. And the injury report, you know, we we always take it with a grain of salt. It didn't list him. And some people in the smart community, the analytics community, seized on that and said, "Hey, Joe Burrow's not on the injury report. Does that mean that we are going to see?" You know him with some mobility, the uh, uh, ability also to plant and get the ball downfield. It was throwback. It was the Joe Burrow that we've gotten used to. I mean, he threw for over 330 yards, a bunch of touchdowns. He got Jamar Chase the ball where Jamar Chase wanted the ball, which was all over the football field against that Cardinals defense. But I feel like the Bengals just served notice that, you know, don't forget about us. We're right here in that AFC North. 
is so wide open by virtue of all those teams beating each other, uh, you know, week in, week out. So the biggest takeaway to me is a team that was forecasted with 11 and a half wins that I was prepared to like just dismiss because I thought that that calf injury was going to be so persistent through the course of the season. And people were wondering if you're going to spend all that money on Burrow. Do you want him out there in that hurt condition? Something magic happened, Dream. I don't know if he went on a trip abroad, if he saw Kobe's uh, doctor in Germany, but something happened with Joe Burrow and the Bengals are back on the scene for me. Yeah, it's so interesting because when I looked at that line, I said, I called that for my rat line on the Wise, Wise Guys show. And one of the reasons why is because when you looked at that line, the Bengals were supposed to be seven and a half point favorites on the look ahead line. And that line went all the way down to two and a half before you got some resistance in the market. And we forget the Arizona Cardinals, they've played well, but they were a team with a preseason win total of three and a half. So it felt like a, a complete sucker bet to take the Arizona Cardinals at the closing number of three. Um, but, you know, when I look at the Cincinnati Bengals, I mean, at some point he did have to heal up from that calf injury. Um, you know, I tore my calf before. It took me a, a long time to heal. But at some point, I mean, this guy has the best doctors in the world. And when I saw that pass to Jamar Chase, I knew he was back. The interesting thing about this is that the Cincinnati Bengals are plus 470 to win that division right now. And that division is wide open because the Baltimore Ravens hasn't, they haven't like taken advantage of their opportunities. I mean, they they had that game one against the Pittsburgh Steelers and they completely choked it away. So now everybody in this division is either three and two or two and three. Well, the Cleveland Browns are two and two. So for all the struggles of Joe Burrow, Cincinnati Bengals are only one game back. So at plus 470, do you think it's a good opportunity to take a flyer on them to win that division? I mean, at that price, yes. At that price and that version of Joe Burrow, absolutely yes. One of the things that has also been a limiting factor for the Bengals was bad defensive play, and they haven't really gotten all the way right with that, but they did have a pick six that changed. It tilted the the, the total outcome of the game. I mean, the Cardinals had a, a very nice um, goal line stop but took over on downs, and then Josh Dobbs immediately threw a pick six, and that really change the the complete complexion of the game but you're talking about very good value as we sit here through week five we keep saying this this these 17 game seasons are an absolute marathon not a sprint and all of those AFC North teams are going to split amongst each other it seems like um nobody could pull away and you know I, I for sure at that kind of price with the talent that the Bengals have and their aspirations and ambition, Let's let's do that one. That's a good one. Dream, what was your biggest takeaway from from yesterday? My biggest takeaway, and you know, Bill's not gonna like me for this, but it's time for Bill Belichick to go. Like yesterday was just like unlike anything I've ever seen. We've heard the reports last year that last year was full of turmoil. Matt Jones, he's not progressing. I think Bill Belichick is a defensive-minded head coach in a league where you need offense to win. I think it's becoming increasingly clear in all of these sports that offense is now your floor. Defense no longer wins championships. And Matt Jones is just unreal how bad he is. And, you know, defensively, with all the injuries that they have, they couldn't stop a Derek Carr 
who struggled last week. So I think it's time for the Patriots to make some changes. Um, it'll surprise me if he's just not on the high, high seat because, I mean, obviously you can't put a, a guy like Bill Belichick on the high seat. He's a, you know, Hall of Fame head coach. He's won seven Super Bowls. But I just think this time has passed. And I think we've reached a point where it's time for a different voice in that locker room. So that's my biggest takeaway. Dream, our good buddy Bill Simmons is nothing if not a realist. And he knows. He understands exactly the challenge. that, that, that The Patriots have back-to-back record-setting performances. Their worst loss ever last week. And then yesterday, their second-worst loss ever. And that's who this team is. Simmons is prepared. He and Cousin Sal on the pod that went up, you know, overnight. I think he and, and Patriots Nation are in, in a in a mode where they ought to tank. They ought to consider, you know, trading assets and, and put themselves in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes because they all recognize that this version of this offense, Mac Jones is not going to be successful in it. And the defense with the injuries, like they're not going to be competitive they're looking at at five wins at best what's the point of, of of that if you're if you're the Patriots in the division that they're in they need a quarterback they need a revamp I mean part of the thing with Belichick is he made this bed it it has been the egregious personnel decisions over the last half decade that have created this uh, uh position that they're in now which includes, you know, pushing Tom Brady out the door. Like, I mean, you, you know, uh, we, we don't have to revisit that territory. But I, I hear you with Belichick. You know, Simmons put up, uh, he had talked about it at the end of last week. You know, w- would there be uh, another place for, for Belichick? Because Belichick wants to get to the Shula record. I don't know. Who, who, would, who wants Bill Belichick? What franchise? Not Washington. He tried to push him on down here. I said no to that. I mean, he said maybe the Chargers. I, I guess that's a possibility. I mean, the Bears have to have a head coaching opportunity available at some point. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, like, the Bears have been bad for so long, and Matt Everflus is not the guy over there. So um, I imagine he'll have a, another opportunity, but I, I just feel like it's time for a new voice with the Patriots. I, I couldn't agree more. My betting buddies snap into Action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. We are getting down on this Monday night football game. You can cook up a really nice parlay for yourself with the Green Bay Packers money line, me and Dream made a very nice case for it, and you can get in there. Now, the Packers want to establish the pass. Do an alt-passing minimum. Jordan Love at at least 200 yards. If you combine those two, that parlay, same game parlay, plus 157. It's just a nice, easy two-legger. Green Bay Packers to win. Jordan Love at 200 yards or more. That's a fat winner. Great way to start off your week. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, speaking of a great way to start off your week, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so crazy easy to use. There is a wide range of betting options and some great new product features like the Explore tab for the simplest way to bet, the Parlay Hub to see what is trending now, 
a ton of new live betting options and more. And FanDuel is now live in Kentucky. Download the app now and take advantage of their great special offers, boosts, and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash gamblers, G-A-M-B-L-E-R-S, and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. Quick disclaimer, Mios, be 21 years old or older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. This episode is brought to you by NetSuite by Oracle. As your business grows, you might start seeing some lag. There's too much work for your team, too many different processes, and it takes forever to close the books. If this sounds like you, you should know these three numbers, 37,000, 25, and one. 37,000 is the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. It's a cloud financial system that can help streamline accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25, that's how many years NetSuite has been helping businesses do more with less. And one, because your one-of-a-kind business deserves a customized solution for your KPIs. It's like when you come here for this podcast or when you check out your favorite website to gather all the info you need to make better decisions for your fantasy leagues. Well, NetSuite does that for your business and then some. It's one efficient system, one source of truth with everything you need to grow. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash ringer. That is netsuite.com slash ringer. Okay, so we got Monday Night Football. We got the Green Bay Packers. We got the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, last week and yesterday, I actually gave out the over on this game. We're sitting with a total of 46 and a half currently. I gave it out to you last Monday at 43 and a half. I also gave out the Green Bay Packers minus one. That line has since moved to the Las Vegas Raiders minus two. It looks like Jimmy Garoppolo is going to play. House, what's your opinion on this game? Well, I... I it's one of these curious ones. We keep seeing this this season where the number bounces back and forth. I guess based on personnel, I mean, it's one thing to have Jimmy G confirmed, although it felt like he was probably going to play anyways because the way the concussion protocol works, it's a one-week sit-out. The bigger question for the Raiders is Devontae Adams. He's questionable, and I I haven't seen as we sit here this morning anything confirming his participation, but that's just relative to, to the line movement. I like the spot for Green Bay coming off of the Thursday night loss 10 days ago uh, against Detroit. I like them with this extra rest. LaFleur has a good record as a head coach in situations coming off of a loss. LaFleur has a good record as a head coach, as an underdog. Now, you always have to put the LaFleur numbers in the context of having Aaron Rodgers on back-to-back MVP seasons. So for sure, you're going to have some numbers that reflect well on your on your fortunes. But on balance, I think that this Green Bay team is better 
on both sides of the ball. The thing that the, the Green Bay wants to do is establish the, the pass with, with the combination of run, and the Raiders are among the bottom three in terms of uh, pass rush success rate, bottom three in terms of pass uh, secondary defense. So uh, matchup-wise, I like what um, Green Bay brings to the table. And then Green Bay's vulnerability on defense is against the run. Well, the the Raiders are the least successful rushing team in the NFL up to this point. So I'm into the Green Bay money line dream. I agree with you there. And I mean, a, a big reason why is because, you know, you mentioned the Thursday night football, um, them having that much time to prepare. And I think the biggest thing is that you finally get a healthy Christian Watson. You finally get a healthy Aaron Jones, but you also get a healthy Jair Alexander. And I think one of the good matchups that we're going to see tonight is Devontae Adams versus Jair Alexander. They did announce that Devontae Adams is going to play despite the fact that he didn't practice. But I, I just think the Packers are well prepared coming into this game. You look at this Raiders defense. They are 28th at defensive DVOA, 30th at EPA per play, and 26th in success rate. The Packers offense, they've left a lot to be desired, particularly on early downs. This is a team that's been mostly boom or bust. But I think when they're going up against this Raiders defense, and we saw it with the Steelers, the Steelers offense completely stank. But when they played the Raiders defense, they were able to get wherever they wanted. And I think it'll be the same for the Green Bay Packers team. So I do like the Packers in this game. I want to remind everybody, Matt LaFleur is 14-4 ATS, 78% against the spread, and 16-5 against the spread as an underdog. It's 80%, including 13-7 straight up. So I think the Packers are in a really good position, particularly if Aaron Jones Christian Watson play. I think they will play. Jaya Alexander is out there, so he'll be defending Devontae Adams. As far as the total, I gave you guys the total last week. I gave it to you yesterday. That's up to 46 and a half, 46. I think you can't play this over now. If anything, if you want to, you know, fade that over steam, I totally understand it. Um, I think you get some a good EV play there. You don't want to play the over at this point. Just fade the market move if, if you can. I mean, a lot of times that work out, works out well for people. If you saw last week with the Giants and the Seahawks, that line was 43 and a half. I gave you the over. It didn't come close to sniffing up the over. That line close, closed at 47, still went under. So sometimes when you see these line moves, you can, you can fade the other direction. Yeah, well, Dream, we both need Green Bay in this instance because we have future tickets on them, both to make the playoffs and to hit over the win total, and also a little bit of a flyer on them to win the NFC North. Now, Detroit has looked tremendous. And we were doing a little bit earlier a discussion on tiers. And I feel like, you know, you we can get to seven NFC conference playoff teams, but we're going to be surprisingly at this stage of the game looking at the NFC South potentially for a couple of teams where maybe – Previously, we were only going to give them one team. Um, if you think that the Seahawks are going to come out of the West, if you think that, uh, you know, the, the Buccaneers and, and Saints look pretty good, but you can't ride off Atlanta. I don't think we're going to get three teams from the NFC South. The NFC East is just Dallas and, and the Eagles. Um, so it, it is a position, a spot for, for Green Bay. They have to win this game. They have to beat the teams that are lesser talents if they want to stay in this running 
for to make the playoffs and stay competitive. Just keeping up with Detroit is its own task this year, Dream. Oh, yeah, w- without a doubt. I mean, Detroit has really impressed me. I mean, I think on both sides of the ball, they've proven that they're, they're I mean, like, this is a team that, could probably challenge for the NFC. I mean, like, you know, Aiden Hutchinson has given them a pass rush, something that they never had before. I just read something from Aaron Schatz, um, formerly of Football Outsiders. This is the best five-game start by the Detroit Lions in DVOA history. And DVOA goes back to 1981. And they have a 39% DVOA. Their second best was in 2014. They started three and two. They had a 14.8% DVOA. So this Lions team is for real. Um, and I, I just, I mean, when you really look at the fact that they're four and one and their one loss came in a game against the Seattle Seahawks where they had five turnovers and they still took it to overtime. So I think this team is for real. Um, I love our Packers futures from before, but I don't think they have a chance of hitting with the way this Lions team is playing. So next week, do you have any best bets that you like as far as NFL already? Dream, I have one game circled on the board. I absolutely adore the Indianapolis Colts getting five and a half points at Jacksonville. Now, this is a AFC South divisional matchup, and the five and a half points is right in that nonsensical Vegas zone, but the situation is terrific. We've never had a team like Jacksonville coming from two weeks away from home in a different time zone altogether that that that's like London. Now, some teams have gone have gone out to the East Coast. I mean, you know, West Coast teams come to East Coast and stay, or East Coast teams go to West Coast and stay. But this London thing's a whole other deal, a whole kit and caboodle. Jacksonville, after their successful two-game run, they, they're, they're, they're the killers of, of London, the werewolves of London right there. The Jacksonville Jags are coming home. Uh, that, that, that home field is not really a home field in any way, shape, or form. And I've been so impressed by Shane Steichen and the Colts. I feel like the Colts come in with a, a rest and preparation advantage over Jacksonville. And that number is insane. Five and a half. That, that, that should be... I don't mind laying two and a half of your Jacksonville. Just give them a standard, you know, uh, um, home field advantage number. I have no idea where the extra three points are coming from. There is no difference whatsoever, in my opinion, between those two teams, where they sit right now and their what their their, their caliber is uh, at this point in the season. So the interesting thing about this game is Anthony Richardson likely won't play. He has a grade three AC joint sprain, which means he'll probably miss a month or more. Um, He is having an MRI today to confirm. So we're likely going to see Gardner Minshew. And, you know, a lot of people think that, you know, Gardner Minshew is probably an upgrade over Anthony Richardson. I'm not sure that's the case. Uh, I think he's an upgrade in some ways, but in other ways, I mean, you don't have that that RPO option available. But, I mean, we know the Colts do have Jonathan Taylor back in the lineup. Now, one thing that we have seen from these London games, when teams come back and they elect not to kick a bye, they tend to go over, their opponent tends to go over their team total. However, we haven't seen, like this is uncharted territory. We haven't seen a team come back from London after being there for two weeks. So we have no idea how this is going to impact them. Now, the caveat here is house. Matter of fact, take a wild guess. When was the last time the Colts won at Jacksonville? 
Oh, wow. That's a great uh, question. Because they were supposed to win at Jacksonville and make the playoffs a couple of years ago, but they didn't do that. Uh, they had a bad record under Frank Reich. I'm going to say it was the last time they won in Jacksonville, the Colts, like like five years ago. It was September 14th, 2014. Andrew Luck was still the quarterback. <laughs> they won 44 to 17. Wow. So Jacksonville has been a house of horrors. Like, I don't know what it is, but you have these strange trends in the NFL where you have one team that just can't win a game in a particular place. And that's how it was. So um, this is what's keeping me off of it <laughs> because um I, I just, it's, it's just been a house of horrors. So um, that lot is actually down to four and a half right now. Um, so, I mean, you were right. I mean, the five and a half was, was way too much, but <laughs> I'm a little scared of this one. Um, what are you I, looking at? What are you looking at? What do you like this week? Oh, this week is tough. I, I think it's going to be a dog week. Um, I like the bears. Okay. I think the bears have found something. One thing that we know from the, from the Minnesota Vikings right now is that Justin Jefferson is probably going to be out of this game. Hamstring injury. You don't want to play with hamstrings. And this Minnesota Vikings defense is abysmal. Um, and it, like, I mean, it continue to blitz, but I just think Justin Jefferson is probably worth a point. You know, like, like he's up there with some of the top tier receivers in this league. So I think he's worth one point. And we know Brian Flores, Flores is going to blitz. And I think Justin Fields can handle the blitz. I think he's going to be able to run. Um, they had that long period of time from Thursday night football. One thing I will say is that when you're handicapping some of these games, you can kind of look at the preseason win total and that'll kind of give you some tips on, you know, where is the market being too low on a team? Like um, I mentioned the Arizona Cardinals earlier, win total three and a half and everybody's betting them like there's no tomorrow. And I, I think, we got to remember the Bears had a preseason win total of seven and a half. They underperformed our Pythagorean expectation last year. So they were expected to improve by many people. And I know Justin Fields was pretty bad through the first couple weeks of the season, but a big part of it was the coaching. They weren't run having design runs. And I think they've improved. So I don't think we've reached the peak of the market on the Chicago Bears. So that's a team I want to take. I'm taking, I mean, it was plus three and a half. You can grab the plus three and I think you'll be good. Okay, yeah. So the money lines at plus one thirty. You like you like grabbing the points. They're home hosting the Vikings, so you like them catching points as a home dog. And and you know historically home dogs perform well, so that all makes sense. Do you like the money line at all as well? Um, I don't want to take the money line. I'm just gonna take the three and a half. But, fine, um, fine. That's fine. I'm, I'm being scared right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's Monday. Let's see how it all shakes out. Yeah, so we got some baseball tonight. Um, you know, the Texas Rangers, I mean, they beat your former Baltimore Orioles. They're up to two nothing right now. Tonight we got two games. We got the Philadelphia Phillies against the Atlanta Braves. My beloved Philadelphia Phillies are up one nothing. After at I mean, we beat down Spencer Strider. We had Ranger shit um Suarez on the mound. Tonight we got Zach Wheeler. JJ told us to tell you guys that he likes the Philadelphia Phillies money line. Do you have any baseball bets that you like? Well, I based on the show that you did last week, outstanding. I just went in and blindly bet all of the um, underdogs. Now I say blindly bet. I, I I listened to the arguments. I enjoyed it and looked like there was some value. I don't on the series prices. I bet bet the dogs. I deliberately stayed away 
from the Texas Rangers Baltimore uh, Orioles series because notwithstanding my immense disdain for Peter Angelos and his and his his progeny and the way that they've run that franchise I as a former season ticket holder of the Baltimore Orioles all the way up until 1997 I had to let him go because I couldn't let Angelos pick my pocket anymore with the bungling manner in which they ran the the, the organization, I um, could not bet against the Orioles, even though the Rangers, I think the Rangers were available in that series at like plus 130, plus 140 in that neighborhood. I stayed off, but I am on these Phillies. I like JJ's Phillies and I like them tonight, Dream. Um, they are on the money line, I think like plus one, the, the through first five innings, plus 125. And I don't remember what the number was um, f- from the money line, but I like the idea. It's plus one thirty six. Okay, it's plus one thirty six. I mean, Willer's just been absolutely incredible. So I like that one as well. Um, I think I may find myself on the Phillies. I might even. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest with you. I might go to Game Three. I still haven't yeah. been to. I haven't been to um, a game since Veteran Stadium. <laughs> My little league coach took me to Veteran Stadium once, but I have not been to. Um, the new field. Um, oh, you got to go. Citizens Bank Park, or they changed the name already? Yeah, Citizens Bank Park. I still haven't there been go. there, so I, I might go to game three. Um, for this other series, I mean, the Dodgers got beat down the other night, and they got Bobby Miller on um, pitching tonight, and I think Bobby Miller is probably their best pitcher. I think I'm going to lay it with the Dodgers, minus 156. I mean, like, the Dodgers lost 9 nothing the other day. I, I, I just, I, I can't, there's just no world in which I believe that the, the Dodgers bats with Mookie Betts and, and, and Freddie Freeman aren't going to get going. So as square as it is, I think this is a good price on the Dodgers. Um, I actually think that you can, you know, bet the Dodgers to win this series. I mean, like they just it's just such a good price. Now, I don't like fading these teams who are just hot, but if you can get the Dodgers at plus 128 to win this series. I think you you have a good wager there. So um, I agree with the Phillies. I, I think I'm going to take that. But I think you take the Dodgers tonight, and I think you take the Dodgers to win this series. Maybe I'll, I'll do a little bit in there because I it, it'd be a fine hedge at this point on my Diamondbacks exposure. The only thing that concerns me with the D-backs, you see this sometimes in baseball, these young teams who just give zero Fs and feel like they 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 absolutely they have nothing to lose so they just play free they're not you know uh, anxious or tense in any way shape or form uh, Corbett Carroll's out there just running around like a crazy man i mean the diamondbacks that performance now the the dodgers were stuck they they didn't really have a a good game one starting uh, you know a, a choice there and so Kershaw went out and took one for them um, and it's a shame to see that at this point in his career, but that's kind of, you know, where they're at. They're at this weird spot, um, injury wise, where they don't really have, you know, their full rotation in the lineup that you, you'd like to see out of a team with all the um, talent they have on offense. But I'll, I'll get down that Dodgers number now because it gives me a nice little hedge position against the, the D-backs. Yeah, I, I think the thing that's scary and, and, you know, this is the second consecutive year, but it almost feels like the bye week is a little bit of a disadvantage for, you know, anybody except for the Astros. Um, you know, like you saw the Orioles and the Braves, their offenses were stuck in the mud. Um, and, you know, last year we had both NL teams actually lose. <laughs> so, you, I mean, you had the Braves last year. Um, 
I forget the other team who lost, but both National League teams who had a bye actually lost. Um, and we had two wildcard teams in the Phillies and the Padres in the National League Championship Series. And then even in, you know, the American League, the Yankees struggled in round one. So there's something about the rhythm um, that baseball players have playing every day and giving teams a week off feels like a disadvantage. And I think you even see it in the NBA. If you go back since the playing game, We've seen number one and number two seeds struggle and lose game ones and even, you know, lose the series. But I mean, last year we saw a number one seed in the Milwaukee Bucks lose the series to a playing team. We saw a number two seed, the, the Memphis Grizzlies lose to a playing team. So it feels like with all the changes of the postseason, with all these teams allowing different teams into the, the, the postseason and giving, you know, those number one and two seeds time off, it's hurting them. So um, that's the one thing that scares me, but I still think you got to trust the Dodgers here. But um, we got a lot of good things coming. We got East Coast bias this week. We're going to go through some NBA previews. Um, We always got NFL. So make sure you check us out on East Coast bias houses. Anything you want to tell the people? Just get ready for some NBA. We're about to bring it. We're going to bring it hot and heavy. This is a regular season. Unlike any other regular season in NBA History, the East Coast Bias Boys has some thoughts. We've been down in the lab the way that JJ likes us. Hard work trying to come up with some regular season win forecasting for you, as well as divisions and and, and conference winners. And, you know, the NBA moves a mile a minute. Just, just, you know, last week we have radical personnel changes resetting the top of the East. The West is a beast. I'm ready for a dream. It's going to be really fun for everybody. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. And I think, you know, the NBA is about as wide open as that we've ever seen. Um, it feels like the post-Warriors era has created a level of parity and anybody can win it. Um, so I'm really excited. I, 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 I don't necessarily have a pick right now, but by the time we come back on East Coast Bias, I'll have things situated. So y'all know how it's going down. Joe House, Raheem Palmer, JJ over in Miami. He's here with us in spirit. Y'all know how it's going down. Check us out on East Coast Bias. Check us out tomorrow. Roster Diamond Show. A lot of great things coming. You know we always got Joe House and Warren Sharp on Friday. A lot of great things on the Ringer Gambling feed. Y'all know how it's going down. We out. You must be 21 years old or older and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Connecticut you can call 18887897777 or visit ccpg.org/chat in Indiana 1809 with it in Kansas 18052247000 or visit ks gambling help Dot com in Louisiana 1877770 stop visit in Maryland md gambling help 
1-800-GAMBLER.org in West Virginia. You can visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. Or in Wyoming, you can call 1-800-522-4700. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call in New York 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com slash prologue to learn more.